Hello and welcome to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things relating to your well-being, ranging from nutrition to physical and mental health and my five-minute food facts series. I'm Amanda Hayes, your host and nutritionist with a passion for well-being. Before I introduce today's guests, I'll mention that although I'll often be speaking with experts, any information or advice provided in Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast is not intended to treat cure or prevent injuries, disease or medical conditions and it's not a substitute for advice from your own health professional. Today I am here with John Stamalos, an international breathwork expert. If, like me, you're not really sure what breathwork is, I'll just paraphrase a bit from John's website. He says, Breathwork is a powerful approach to self-exploration and healing that integrates insights from modern consciousness research, anthropology, psychology, Eastern spiritual practices and mystical traditions of the world. And he goes on to say, breathwork takes most people far beyond traditional cognitive therapies to provide a deeper non-verbal path to healing. So my understanding is that it's all about healing, but we will leave it to John, the expert, to explain that to us. Hi, John. How are you? Hi there. Thank you for coming on my podcast today. Thank you very much for inviting me. So I think the best place to start our conversation today is for you to explain to our listeners what breathwork is. And I know it's quite complex, so I thought I'd like to start with the physical aspect of it in terms of how you actually do it and how is Mm. breathwork breathing different from regular breathing? Mm, Good question. Okay, so um, in a nutshell, breathwork is a breathing technique. Um, And what happens in this technique is uh, you breathe consciously so we call it conscious connected breathing so conscious means you're awake Mm -hmm. and connected means there's no pause between the inhale and exhale now in a um, a typical sort of session you will lie down for the the breath work and the facilitator basically guides you into the breathing process so you control the inhale Mm -hmm. relax the exhale no pause between inhale and exhale and how's that different, though, from when we're breathing every day and we're not really thinking about it? Do we pause between them? Um, I think we do. We tend yeah. to generally have a pause. And also with this technique, the breathing is fuller. So um, you actually control the inhale until you mm-hmm. fill your lungs. And then you on the exhale, you just surrender and relax. And as mm-hmm. soon as the exhale finishes, you consciously uh, inhale. And that's the difference. So you're thinking about it quite actively as you're doing it then from the sounds of it. Yes. And before we go into what breathwork can do, I just want to ask you, how did you come across it? Well, I'd heard about um, this technique and there are many different names for different styles of breathwork. Mm -hmm. Um, Originally, I'd heard of the rebirthing technique. Didn't know anything about it, but I was living in New York and um, I had a pretty sort of stressful experience you know in life i always say we we have our ups and our downs and i had a a big down and i ended up coming back to australia and found a breath worker and then Mm -hmm. had my first session and that you obviously loved it because you kept Um, doing it to be really honest the it's not that it's not that i loved it for me as a guy i think it really helped me um in the interview section to actually release and talk a lot about Mm -hmm. what had happened to me so the breathing process itself was yeah it was pretty good i felt pretty light after Mm -hmm. i didn't really fully understand it and then the breath worker said when you're ready have another session because normally we suggest about 10 private sessions so i had my second session and it was 
incredibly painful, physically painful. And I thought, really? mm, I don't like this, yeah. this technique no at all. No one likes pain. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Something must have happened because you've gone on to qualify mm. as a um, breath worker. So how do you do that? What are the, um, I guess, processes to, okay. to becoming qualified? So um, with breath work, uh, back then for me, what had happened is I'd continued to have uh, private sessions. Normally, before you embark on a journey of training as a, a breath worker, you, you should really have 10 private sessions mm-hmm. with a practitioner. Um, so for me, I did that. And then I signed up and did a training with two breath workers that were co-teaching. And it was back then it was about six months and it was like four days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and originally I did it for me. I didn't actually do it to become a trainer or a breathwork practitioner. So you did it to learn more so you could help yourself essentially. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I wanted to help my son as well because we'd been through this trauma. Right. Mm. And then what was it that sort of made you expand that to want to help other people? Um, well, because I was working as a body therapist, a remedial and sports therapist, um, I, I see a lot of people with you know a lot of stress in their lives. And mm. I thought, wow, this technique would be really good for some people as well. Yeah. And the trainers encouraged me because of my breath because of my body work to actually train as a breath worker as well so with that encouragement I continued yeah well that's Mm. great and so now let's sort of dive a bit deeper into breath work so you've told us about how you physically do it but then what's the purpose of it I believe it's a form of healing so can you talk to us about that what what can be healed so with the actual technique, um, it works at different levels mm-hmm. and it really works with what I think the client is ready to deal with. So what happens is as you begin to breathe, you go into a, a non-ordinary state of consciousness, a relaxed state. That's the first state is relaxation. So because of the relaxation, people that are highly stressed mm-hmm. get to actually physically release some of that you know, physical tension and mm-hmm. s- symptoms of stress. And then um, as you continue to breathe, you go into the physical body. So you become aware of, you know, tension in your back, your neck, shoulders. Are you talked through this? In the beginning, what happens is um, I guide people into the breathing process. Mm -hmm. And then it really, it's nonverbal. It's not really for me to interject too much. Only just every now and then I might ask, hey, what's that feeling or that thought? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the healing, Mm -hmm. let's just delve into that a bit more Um, Apart from physical, like releasing tension, what about emotional sort of healing? Well, that can be a very big component in breath work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of suppressed emotions and memories from the moment that we're, I guess, conceived. There's a lot of research now into the time we spend in utero. You know, any traumas our mothers feel, you know, corticosteroids mm-hmm. get affected, they pass through to us. So any sort of trauma, um, womb trauma, early childhood traumas can surface. However, as I say to people, what I love about this technique is that the subconscious really will only, you know, the gating system kind of opens and something comes out, what you can actually physically, mentally um, and emotionally handle. It mm-hmm. doesn't like open and everything comes right, out. Right, okay. Know? Yeah. So it's sort of um, a measured kind of... It um, is. And it's yeah. about trust. Yeah. Amanda, it's about trusting yourself. Sure. It's got nothing to do with me or the therapist. It, it's actually got to do with trusting yourself and your feelings and connecting. And let's face it, some people don't even know how they feel emotionally. Yeah. I mean, I find this fascinating because as we said before we started recording, I really like the way it's a non-invasive mm. form of therapy. 
And I guess, do people get to the point where they can practice it themselves? Is that the kind of end goal or is it better to go to a class? Exactly. Look, um, as a as a practitioner of breath work, we always teach people to have at least 10 private sessions in mm-hmm. order for them to master the, the process and feel safe to understand some of the symptoms they may get or the experiences they may have are normal. Then what happens is you can use the process whenever you want. You just lie down, you can put some music on if you want or not, lie down and do the connected breathing and use it as like a, I guess, a purification, you know, like an okay. internal cleanse and a connection mm-hmm. with the inner self. Now, that sounds great. Mm. You say that um, when people are practicing it, they spontaneously recall events of the past. Do you know why this happens? Do you have a theory or explanation? Look, I'm not really sure about that. However, yeah. just say you came along and you had an intention. And mm-hmm. You said, you know what, John, I want to work around this event that happened in my childhood mm-hmm. or, you know, in my teenage years. Sometimes the subconscious will support that. And yeah. whatever that issue is will come up in order to look at it, to maybe, you know, breathe it out or breathe out any sort of emotion or physical tension that you've carried. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you may not. You know, you might come to me and just say, you know, I just want to do a breathwork session. And then you might get surprised where, you know, like a whole can of worms opens up or nothing opens up in that area. It could be something different. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So you could go to a breathwork session, not really sure, like having this maybe feeling that things aren't quite right, but not knowing the cause. And it could potentially come out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know it's also been referred to as rebirthing. So can you tell us what that means? Okay. The word rebirthing uh, was coined by, I think it was Leonard Orr. He was the Mm -hmm. founder of that particular technique. Originally, when he was exploring the process, a lot of his work was done in a jacuzzi, in a spa bath. So the client is usually face down with a snorkel. Right. um, Usually two breath workers. And that would stimulate memories from the womb um, by being in the hot tub. Do we all have those memories? I think we do. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Because in a um, meditation course I'm doing, we have we're we're, um, exploring our mind, and we have to try and think back and back and back and back. And some of the people that I'm uh, doing the class with think or say they can remember their their birth. Mm. So I guess it's in there somewhere. I I can't. Do people find it traumatic ever? Look, some people can um, find it traumatic in the sense that if they've had some um, traumas or violence in their life, it could resurface. And look, and mm-hmm. if it does, basically the, pra- the the practitioner will talk through the process mm-hmm. and maybe change the breathing a little bit in order for them to feel safe. Safe, yeah. Because yeah. so, it is about safety. Yeah, yeah. I guess nothing physical can happen to you, but... You need to be sure that people don't get too traumatized, I suppose, by their memories. Exactly, or... especially if that memory is quite strong, you know, the trauma. So sometimes, you know, I might even say to the client, look, just open your eyes now and, you know, stay present. Mm-hmm. And that kind of can bring them back into their body pretty, pretty fast. Do you think ever um, breath work leads to people needing to see a psychologist or something like that? Or are they complementary or are they kind of separate things? I've had clients that that have had some 
traumas come up that I would suggest they go and see uh, a professional in that area. Mm-hmm. Let's just say there was, um, um, you know, a sexual abuse or a violence. Yeah. Then I would suggest they would w- go and work with someone that um, specialises in that area. And yeah. to be honest, I don't really work with people with psychiatric. No, problems. I guess they're different yep. because you're facilitating these things coming out. It's not. Mm. It's not really. People aren't really going to you. I don't think to treat those things is that a fair call or, or yeah not? i think so i yeah. mean you know like not some sure. people have you know obsessive behaviors or anxieties they want to work with and yeah you know, breath work can work in those areas however also um sometimes people just need to find other specialized sort of therapists mm. Mm. and one thing i'm personally interested in do you think there's similarities between breath work and meditation you don't have to say yes. I'm just curious. Um, you know what? Breathwork is meditation and it's mm. not. Sort of when I was reading about it, I thought a lot of things to me sound similar to meditation. I won't say it's meditation because um, look, the focus is on the breath and it does become a mind-body experience. Mm. Uh, I have to also say that during the the physical part of breathwork is it, it, it totally blows my mind how it works. But people start to experience a lot of tingling sensations oh, through really? their body, like pins and needles. Um, then they might feel, look, the worst thing they will feel is um, like um, cramps mm-hmm. uh, come on or, or like spasms. And that happens a lot when there's a lot of resistance to the process or if something is surfacing and they change their breathing because uh, the focus is on the inhale, not on the exhale. Mm-hmm. So it's not hyperventilation, it's yeah. conscious breathing. So if they change their breathing a bit, then of course they may experience a bit more tension. So then the, the practitioner will guide them back into connected breathing. Right. Yeah. So is the tension, if someone experiences a cramp or a tension, is that somewhere in the body that relates to where their trauma was? Good question. And yes, sometimes it definitely can be that. Yeah. So I might even ask uh, the client, hey, what do you think you're holding on there? Mm. What's that thought? What's what's behind that? And it's really up to the person to connect with that feeling. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of fascinating. It just shows how strong our minds are doesn't it absolutely yeah how i mean the whole thing i'm learning about at the moment in this meditation class is how we need to look after our mind and we don't do it so much in western culture but this i I think breath work is a a combination between east and west and definitely yeah so it is good to have these ways that we can actually look after our mind and I, i always think too that breath work is based on the concept that our thoughts create a reality yeah very much so and there is a quote, and I'll get this totally wrong, but, you know, what what you think is what you say, what you say is what you become, that, that kind Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely, mm. yeah. Yeah. And so can you share with us, um, can you share us with us an inspiring story of something you've... Oh, I have lots of I'm stories. I'm sure you do. Work. Um, okay, I'm going to... One thing that's coming to my mind is um, one of my students in Europe came to me and said that she had a a client that wanted to work with her and also meet me because she wanted to die oh Uh, and i said to her well she's definitely chosen the wrong people to to come and teach her how to die so the woman had some breathwork sessions uh with my student and also with myself um she'd suffered a really traumatic childhood Mm -hmm. um like traumas are uh, unbelievable really um and then she created a lot of 
sort of discomfort in her body and then she developed some diseases as well. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was called Hatchet Syndrome or something right. that her her spine was like she was having crushed fractures oh, and stuff like that lady. and was in a lot mm. of physical pain. So she she did the breath work and it started to change her. It's almost like, you know, her increased life force mm-hmm. changed her mind and then she began, began to do more breath work and... She had signed up and come to Malaysia. I was running a breathworker training mm-hmm. in Malaysia. I think it was back in 2008. And severely sort of crippled. And she continued with the breathwork. It changed her life. And I hadn't wow. seen her for a few years. And then when I was in Europe, uh, we caught up. And she was actually without a walking frame, was That's dancing, um, had changed her body because she was almost like trapped like a child. Mm-hmm. She was like really tiny and thin. And then she'd become this voluptuous woman. Wow. And it totally amazed me how her life transformed. Yeah. That's extraordinary. And with that particular woman, had she tried other things before that hadn't worked? And I think after the breath work, she continued doing um, more mindfulness, meditation, yeah. trainings, um, a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah. she changed her whole life. However, breath work for her was the doorway, I the guess. Thing, into, yeah. yeah. The yeah, wow. So again, it just sort of highlights how important it is or... The, the link between the body and mind is, is so profound, Absolutely. isn't it? Mm. One, I know that one of the things you do in breath work is you work with affirmations. So can you tell us why they're important and perhaps give us an example of the type of affirmations people might um, use? I think affirmations are pretty important in changing our mindset Mm. Um, I think number one is be aware of what we're thinking I think it's so easy to have a lot of negativity you know in our in our lives and and negative thinking patterns we learn this a lot too I think from our environment I think so and even just listening to the news it can be really depressing yeah Mm. I I definitely don't listen to the news I usually have uh, either my patients or clients that will tell me all the bad news that I need to know (laughs) Um, so you know that saying um you know, you lie down with dogs, you get up with fleas. And then I think it's Anthony Robbins that says, um, the, you know, the first five people you hang around with is who you vibe and become like. Oh, really? So think about who do you hang around yeah. with? What are they like? Are they positive or negative? And do they uplift you or do they bring you down? Yeah. And, and that is all important, I believe, in having sort of more positivity in life and being more conscious and also changing my thoughts that are negative and don't support me yeah Mm. yeah and that's actually quite hard to do isn't it i think it yeah i I mean maybe not for you but but that's a thought there itself it's hard to do so if you believe that guess what it is hard to do it is hard to do and that's where i would start Mm. it's almost like you've got to become an enlightened detective and sort of look at what is it you're thinking yeah and how can i change that thought and when you catch yourself just say okay i'm going to change that so you know maybe instead of it's hard to do that i might say hey it's easy yeah you know it can be done yeah can be done or you know i can do it or i can work at this and change it so an example what what are some affirmations people might um um, use um i choose health Mm mm-hmm right um, I choose peace. Yeah, that's nice. Just keep it simple. I always yeah. say, like with affirmations, they don't have to be complex. They can, they can be quite simple yeah. as well. And yeah. should people say them in the mornings or how should people Well, use you know, them? there's all different schools of thoughts. You know, there's repetition, mm-hmm. um, you know, multiples of seven, some people yeah. say. Um, 
in the old days, I used to do a lot of, I used to write down a lot of my yep. thoughts. And, you know, if I found a lot of negative thoughts, then I'll, you know, pick one and then change it. And then I would write it maybe, say, 20 times. Right. You know, just like to sort positive. of reinforce that yeah, positive. Because when you slow down and you actually look at things, it's interesting. And then also, when you do say something positive, it's interesting to see what the negative thoughts are that start to emerge. They're like weeds. It's almost like gardening. Yeah, yeah. So once you, you go, you know, like um, I always say to people, if you have the thought, I'm innocent, watch what your subconscious will bring up. And they'll be like, hang on a minute. You remember that time you took that $2 from your mum's kangaroo purse, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think if we have a lot of negativity in our subconscious mind, it can also create sabotage. Yeah, yeah, I that makes deserve. sense. I'm not worthy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And on to something very positive. You say on your website, the essence of every human being is love. And I really like that statement. It's really profound. So let's let's think about that for a minute. So what do you mean by that? What's the, the essence? I love the word essence. Yeah. So everybody has an essence. Um, and I, if we removed all our ego, yes. and it's just like when a baby's born, it is pure love and joy. Yes. And, you know, if you've held a baby in your arms and you and you connect with that baby, you'll just feel the essence of love and joy. And we all started off that way. However, on our journey through life, some of us build such a great wall um, around us to protect the real us, mm. the real essence of who we are. And sometimes we lose ourselves in our journey and we forget who we are. Yeah, yeah. And so can breathwork help people rediscover that? Essence? Definitely. Breathwork is about essence. Um, it's all about our feelings. Um, and the end result, if, if people breathe correctly during a session, the end result is incredible peace and oh, bliss that sounds and joy. It's like mm. a, high, a natural high state. Yeah. It's like getting high on life naturally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so do you recommend certain people do breathwork or do you think Pretty much anyone can benefit from it. Anyone can benefit yeah, from it. Yeah, sounds like it from yeah. what you've so, been saying. So, Amanda, when I first started doing breath work, I actually used to work with kids from seven years and up. Uh, and the reason I got into that area was because I was using it with my son. And then other people would hear about it and then they would bring their kids along. Mm. And then it, before I knew it, I was kind of traveling and working. And I worked with a lot of different therapists as well that, you know, would refer their, uh, their clients to me, the kids to me. And then... You know, worked with adults, couples, right up to the corporate world. Wow. Mm. So it can benefit anyone of any age. Absolutely. The sounds of it, yeah. I've even, I remember once uh, I was working in Europe and I had like a 85-year-old lady and she had such a blissful experience and then she kept grabbing my hand and kissing it and she <laughs> said to me, where have you been all my life? Oh, that's why why so weren't sweet. you here like, you know, 60 years ago <laughs> yeah. when I needed you? <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's better to be happy at 85 exactly. than not at all. Yeah, yeah. it's such an honour. Yeah, that is lovely. I guess you get to experience those deep connections with Absolutely. people. That's that's really nice. And also, I guess when people come to a breathwork session there, in some ways to me it sounds quite brave because they're, they, they're making themselves vulnerable and we don't often do that. Yeah. So. Well, vulnerability is what leads us to our strength if we're – willing to be in a space where we can be vulnerable and yeah. open then we can discover how strong we are inside yeah and it's probably a nice safe place to do that yes. in a breathwork session yeah because you you know you've supported uh, uh that's the that's the most important thing about breathwork is that people understand that it is a safe space yeah and all i will do amanda's create a very safe space and facilitate so people can feel 
incredibly safe to go as deep as they yeah. want to go inside themselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it sounds really amazing. If someone did attend one of your breathwork workshops, mm-hmm. just walk us through what what could they expect? What would the day look like? Okay. So one of the things that I do run, um, not just in Adelaide where I'm based, but you know internationally as well, I run what's called a breathing circle. Um, and basically all it is, it's a group breathwork Um a few years back, someone um, decided to create uh, breathing the, the term breathing circles, and now there's even a website called breathingcircles.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what happens in the breathing circle is people come along. Um, usually the practitioners will talk about what is breath work and you know, run people through. That can take about an hour. Then uh, the clients can experience a one-hour conscious breathing uh, process. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there'll be a debrief mm-hmm. and then it's basically it's like a taste of what breath work is yeah. and mm-hmm. then if they like it they can choose to either go and have a, a private one-on-one session and then from that they can also go back to the group whenever they want for right. example in adelaide i run the monthly okay well that's mm. good to know and i'll put links to all of this in the Thank show you. notes um and with a private session how long does that generally take again they're three hours so usually what happens in a private breath session is um you receive this is the way i work Mm. uh, a 14 page interview questionnaire that you fill out before you come along there'll be a lot of questions there about your childhood how Mm -hmm. you were born so you can ask your mother or father or relatives questions about your um early childhood if if they're around and Mm -hmm. if you feel comfortable what if they're not well that doesn't really matter good question but who cares but the more you know the more it may help in finding sure. patterns that you yeah. may have yeah, that, that are related sense. to your, your, your birth process. Mm. Um, and then you come along, we go through that interview question again, mm-hmm. and then I might say to you, hey, what's your intention? Do you have an intention? Is there something you want to work on that I can support you with uh, during the session? And then you, you'll lie down, you'll do the breathing, mm-hmm. we play some music. Um, and then after that, uh, we, when you come out of the session, we debrief it, and then what next? Okay. You know, what choices do you have or yeah. what do you need to do or, you know, what yeah. support so you, do you need? You'll offer some guidance then. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it sounds like if someone's delved into some traumatic memories, they probably need a bit of a exactly. debrief, as you and say. And, and yeah. you know, what to, or, you know, what's yeah. next? How what's can next? I, what can I do to, to work through this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, it really does sound quite extraordinary. And also, you're a, as you mentioned earlier, you're a qualified massage therapist. So is, do you see a synergy between that and breath work? I'm so glad I'm a body worker. <laughs> Look, a lot of times, like a patient will come into the clinic and I'll just think, oh, my God, you really need to breathe. Mm. And what I find is so many people are disconnected from their, their bodies, um, you know, their physical sensations, and they come in like bags of cement. And, you know, even wow. just the first thing I'll say to a patient when they lie down is, okay, take a couple of deep breaths mm-hmm. and just let go. And then I... You I'll put my hands on them and then I'll go, okay, well, I can feel that, you know, like 30% of the tension's already gone. So then you get a real feel of what the soft tissue is like. Mm-hmm. Not many people are aware of that, I think. No, I think in our daily lives, often we're so busy, we don't stop. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think the tension can just keep on building, Keeps essentially. Us in business. Mm, yes, that's well, it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> And John, the final question I like to ask all my guests, if you could recommend two things that all people could do to improve their well-being, what would they be? Mm. Well, I think the first thing that I'm thinking about is um, master your health. Mm-hmm. Um, 
look, most people come to me for three things. The first one is definitely health issues. Yeah. The second is relationship. Mm-hmm. And the third is work and work. Stress. Abundance, and stress. Those, yeah. those things. Yeah. So, you know, master your health. Yeah. Look at food. Look at nutrition. Question everything that you put in your mouth. Yeah. Um, that's probably where I would start. Yeah. Mm. Another one? And another one would be... Um, yeah, become aware of your breath. Yeah. Where, where do you hold your breath during the day? Mm. And one thing that people can do is, you know, in the morning, instead of jumping out of bed, just spend two minutes doing some conscious breathing for two minutes, not much. And then at the end of the day, before you, you go to bed, do the same thing. Just take two minutes, breathe and connect with your body. Yeah. See how it feels. What are your thoughts as you're breathing? What are you thinking about? I can imagine too that might help people get to sleep if they, you know, just take those moments to focus on their breath before bed. Yeah, there's a lot of people, of course, dealing with um, sleep issues now. Yes, and, yeah. And I think definitely being mindful and, and you know, even listening to positive affirmations or or little, you know, five-minute meditations before you go yeah, to bed. Yeah, that's are, true, are, are little thing as well. Yeah, I have heaps yeah. of those that I use. Okay, mm. great. Um, and if people would like to know more about Breathwork or follow you or contact you, what's the best way, John? Um, through my website, mm-hmm. which is www.johnstamalos.com. Okay, and I'll put um, a link to that. Yep, or um, you can find me on Facebook as well, yep. John Stamalos. Uh, and then um, in Adelaide, I have uh, the breatheorg.com, which is the, the, breath, the group Breathwork that yeah. happens monthly here in Adelaide. And where, where are those sessions held? The monthly sessions are held at the Sophia Centre at Cumberland Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been actually running the breathing circles for about 15 years in Adelaide. I'm wow. pretty proud to say it's That's one of the wonderful. longest in the world of yeah. breathing circle. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, um, I can't wait to check it out, John. Yeah, we've got one coming up Wednesday the 18th of okay. March. Mm. Cool. Do you just book in online? You can book yeah. in online, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to chat to you today. Thank you so much too, Amanda. And that was John Stamalos. Isn't it interesting that breathing, something we do every day, if done in a particular way, can be a path towards healing and better health. So I hope you enjoyed that chat. You can subscribe to my podcast, Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and while you're there, click on the bell to be alerted when new episodes are available. You can also subscribe on your favourite podcast app, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify or Google Podcasts. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Direct links to all social media can be found on the subscribe page of my website at www.amandaswellbeingpodcast.com. If you would like to contact me, you can send me a message via the contacts page on my website. And please feel free to suggest topics you'd like to learn more about and people you'd like to hear interviewed, and I'll do my best to deliver that to you. Producing the podcast is a labour of love. We put in a lot of time, money and effort behind the scenes. So if you enjoy Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast and would like to make a contribution via Patreon, PayPal or by Amazon to help ensure we continue to provide you with excellent content, please visit the Contribute page on my website. Finally, please take a minute to leave a rating on iTunes. It improves visibility, it will help people find the podcast and it will also help me source excellent guests. Thank you for tuning in. Eat well, move well, think well.